Yes, yes, people, we're back again with another episode of Eyes on the Ball. Um, back again with our weekly football episodes. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening, and obviously, if you've been tuning in, you already know that we don't really solely focus on the games that have happened on the weekend and just talk about the games. You all watch the games. We already know what's happened in certain games. But we want to talk about what we will call the bigger picture. We want to see and talk about different angles, different perspectives, and what certain results mean, whether results mean more than others, and just the balance of play in the league. So before we get cracking, I obviously have to ask my guys how they're doing. How you man doing? Hey man, been doing good, bro. Can't complain, man. Every day about ground is a blessing. You know the vibes. Sure. Come on, um, yeah, man. Calm still. Just say, um, it's been a hectic uh, weekend for sports, man. So just been enjoying it. Nah, I hear that still. I think it's more of a it's it's, it's a solo mood. You know when our teams don't play on Sunday, we're all calm and we're all like, Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, team, my, my team done the bit. I like, Wait, I swear the last time we were speaking, all of our teams had a shambles weekend, and we said yeah, the no, next no, time. No, 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 mine was calm. Mine was calm. But yours wasn't no. calm. Bro. Yours was bro, not calm. You were up, you were up like calm. three nil. We ended up yeah, drawing bro. or something. Oh no, you were three nil down. No, and that, you came three back nil and down and not drawing. Yeah. Wait, the la- I saw the last time we were here, we won 4-0. No, we beat Palace, we beat Palace, we beat Palace. No. United no, lost. I remember that, I remember that United week, lost. Shambles and then, all of us, yeah, man. that's what I remember. Hey, no, that's, we, the we, 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 that's two weeks ago, that's two weeks ago. Because United oh. lost again. Hey, <laughs> <Pray>, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to get my sterling up in the city, so see if we play As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé But know the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle We get straight to the action, come on lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamat see me wear headbands for the fashion If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah uh, I got my eye on the boat. Uh, I got my eye on the boat. Yeah, I got my eye on the boat. I got my eye on the boat. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Um, fam, it is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, I think this the week is this week is back back to business, man. Said, for, for what? Um, doing the Oli because Oli said United's season starts today. Like so, obviously yesterday when they played, or two days ago <laughs> oh when you man are watching this. But he said, um, he's only saying that to keep his job security in a decent place. I mean, he knew if he struck lost today, his job is looking real shaky right about now. Before we Pots get to would have been on speed down. I hear that. But before we get to Oli, because I know there's a lot to say on him, I think maybe something to maybe look at is, and I'm going to do it as well. I'll be the first to say it because I'm in the business of, I remember watching a video and I'm, I'm all for it. It's one guy who was talking about how the media has made people think being wrong is a bad thing and I'm totally for that like I think that's such a a negative stigma that's in this whole podcasting thing but when when it comes down to Pep like I think people forgot that Pep was a very is a very very good tactical like he's a tactical genius for a reason do you get what I'm saying and I don't think he got enough credit for that win yesterday do you get what I'm saying I think there were a lot of there's this idea that City should have just gone in on 1-3-0, but at the end of the day, no KDB, no Laporte, and we know their percentages of win wins when they have Laporte and when they don't have Laporte. No Fernandinho yeah. in the team either. He had to change it. He Well, he didn't have to, but he changed it to a back three. No Benjamin Mendy too. As much as people are saying he's not in form, he's clearly the first choice left back. So, like, there were situations... And Aguero wasn't... Aguero fully, just come back as well. Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. fully fit, and you could tell. Like, he wasn't sharp. So, like... We have to give Pep credit in it, and I'll let that I'll let Darren go first, obviously, before Josh goes in. But that's that's my little takeaway from that. He deserves more credit, man, especially with the deploying Walker to nullify the Uber threat. That was my main thing, like saying, "Bro, Walker, handle what Uber tra- what they tried to do with Uber on the wing." But yeah, what do you think? What's your biggest takeaway? I'd go to the other end, man. I'd give Arteta credit. You know, they did lose one 0 but I thought um, they're just building on what they've already established. Man. Nah, nah. No, I think I think defensively they, they showed me a lot, man. Um, they, they're building on what they've already established. Defensively, Arteta's building something definitely for Arsenal. Um, 
Arsenal, it was it was always a question of their defense. Like they leak goals, you know, they play good football, but obviously they leak goals. And for me, Arteta definitely improved them defensively. They got more structure, and it feels like not whoever plays, but they they, they slot guys in. Like Saka can slot in, obviously at, at uh, wing back. Andy Maitland-Niles can slot in. Bellerin can be a bit suspect at times, but yeah, um, Gabriel's coming playing well, holding. Who we had questions about, he's playing well. Tierney, who came in as a left back, he's banging left centre back playing well. I just feel like, um, yeah, fam, at the Etihad, obviously you you want you know to take away something as far as um, points, but um, I'd give them credit, man. I thought they played a solid game. Obviously, you want them creating more going forward, but um, I'm coming from more of a solving the issue problem. Arsenal have always had the issue of defence, as I said, and uh, I think he's. Again, uh, showing the fact that uh, he, he's doing the job that he was brought in to do. Josh? Um, I do hear that, to be fair. You know, you could go back and say, was it a couple of seasons that game would have ended 3-4-0? Yes, um, that's my point. So, I do hear that on the, on the, on the other end, though. Um, you look at your main strike and the Birmingham who hasn't scored in, what, four games now? Five. I mean, that's... Five games even, so that's that's a pressing issue for um, Arteta. And even, even then, I don't give Arteta credit because it seems as if he's—I I, I don't know who's to blame for this here—but it seems as if Aubameyang's doing everything he can not to play in that central striking position, which is the position that we're all accustomed to seeing him playing. Bro. Like you're playing Willian as a nine. When has Willian ever played nine in his whole flipping career, bro? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so that's one thing, but um, I want to keep it on Pep, man. It, it, when, when we're talking about Pep, I mean, I feel like even on this podcast as well, man, there's been a, there's been a lot of Pep slander, man. You know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of disrespect. <laughs> a lot of disrespect, and I've been telling man to give the guy his roses, man. He doesn't always get it right, but you know what I mean? He's he's the main guy for a reason, man. Um, and I feel like a game like yesterday is one of them games where maybe last season we would have come away with a draw or even a loss, do you know what I mean? Because there were games last season where you would have backed us to, to get an easy three Last points. Season, did. Even this season, fam. You could have said yeah, exactly. this game would have ended. Yeah, you could have said Exactly, where, where we, we we should walk away with easy three points and we don't. Um, but I think this is the kind of um, stability that we need um, games like this. And you know what it is? I, I don't know. Like, you have to recognise that, fam. Like, we're not the same team that we were in the first of our back-to-back um, Premier League wins, mm. man. Do you know what I mean? We're not walking away from, from, from games winning... Four five nil week in week out. Do you get what I'm saying? And do you know what is that's just gonna happen, man. Football changes, teams change, the system has changed. Arsenal have gotten better. So the thing where for me is more important that we actually get the result is bigger than how bad we work teams by in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna say because I, I feel like it was a good performance, but obviously we're not walking away from games when four five nil. But as long as we're getting those results and consistency there, yeah. that means you can't you can't really complain because as I said, football changes in it. So. That's just where we're at, man. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, defensively, uh, City done a good job, man. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, we had questions about the defence, man. In a game like that, Arsenal literally didn't create many chances at all. They had a couple um, couple chances here and there. But um, but that's that's what I was going to touch on to respond to your point. I think you got off a... I think Josh got... Um, let you come off a bit lightly. I totally disagree with what you said. And obviously, I'll give you a chance to respond to it. But fam, in my opinion, I think, yes, you can give totally, definitely give Arteta credit for the defensive work that he's put into that he's put into the team. And we can see that there's clear signs of what he's trying to do. But at the same time, at the beginning of Emery's tenure, there were also clear signs of what he was going to do. And if you ask 80% of the fan base and you looked at Emery's first 20 games at Arsenal, no one would have complained. They would have said, they know what he's trying to do. They know the clear plan. They know the structure, this, this and that. And even Aubameyang, like they were creating chances. They were scoring and they were defending well. You could say he was implementing his style, whatever that was. But then if you ask any Arsenal fan now, their thoughts on Emery, they will cut him to bits, cut him to, like, to absolute bits. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So in my, in my opinion, there's this trend now that Arsenal aren't creating chances. And there's this um, stat that... Um, they, it's either they create the least chances, so they're 19th in creating chances or 19th in shots on goal. And I don't think that's good enough. Yes, you're working so much on your defence, but that shouldn't compromise the ability. Fam, they, they arguably have one of the best front threes 
in the league. William Pepe, no, William Pepe and Aubameyang, like, I'll, I'll let you come in, but they have arguably one of the best front threes on the, in the league. I know you're trying to put in defensive structure in place, but that shouldn't come at the compromising of your front three. It's the same thing with Liverpool. Liverpool have Salah, Mane, Firmino, a very, very good front three, but they, they work hard and they also score. Like, well, that's so Firmino, isn't it? <laughs> I don't understand the situation with Ozil because I think in a game like that, Ozil would have been... Like a Trust big me. player for them. Man. I told you. Just someone, just someone to, to break the lines. But I'm that's a double-edged sword, fam. Because, because don't know what's going on there. when you don't have possession, do you want a guy like Ozil in there? Do you get what I'm saying? I, I, I hear what you guys are saying. And you, Daniel, about, you know, them not creating chances and things of that nature. But again, that's the compromise you make, fam. And then you know what is? It's, 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 it's a thing, first of it's, it's a thing where it's like high risk, high reward, isn't it? Do you get what I'm saying? You, it's either you don't play a guy like Ozil when you come away with a 1-0 defeat where maybe it could have been a 2 or 3, but at the end of the day, it's a defeat. Or you get a guy in like Ozil, when that 1-0 maybe becomes a 1-1, if you're lucky. Do you know what I mean? I mean, and you can sub him off when you get that second goal and try to shut up shot. And it's at shut least... Up. That's why I say shut I agree up. with you about um, situational. Shut Bringing up, shut up. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Situational. Yeah. yeah, no, but think about it, though. This is my point, though. Like, with Arteta, I just think, in terms of an attacking unit... I, I don't see how effective or how scary they are. I think Aubameyang has lost... Hold on, let me just... Let me no, go on, go on. Aubameyang has lost a bit of bite and you're saying you're giving credit, but then I'll put up a graphic for people to see at home, whoever's watching this. Fam, if you see the average positions, yeah, of the Man City side, bro, they were all over that game. The game would obviously tell a different picture, but it's not like Arsenal were a threat attacking-wise, especially in the second half. Fam, second half was is where... Uh, cool. You've stayed in the game. It's one 0 for so long. Seventy minutes now. Cool. You bring on your guys to change the game. Like, and I just don't think Eddie and Ketia, like Ozil, should be looking at that and thinking, "What bringing him?" Like, and I, obviously, I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna. I've been saying it. I've got um, a Ozil type revealing the truth behind the Ozil thing coming out soon. But at the end of the day, it's like. If, you, if you're bringing on Nketia and Lacazette, I, I show love to him. I think he's a good striker. But again, like Lacazette is even the top goal scorer at Arsenal this season right now. And he's not even in the starting lineup. Do you get what I'm saying? William's playing false nine. Like it's, I'm not criticising Arteta, but what I'm saying is let's not overdo this let's give him credit thing because they're clearly... Not the no, but what? Another another manager will you if only done that same job yeah and played William Force Will, Nine. No, 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 no played Dan James Force Nine. You kill him for it. Kill him. Like, like, you've no, got it, it depends. Let's, nine, you have to put bro. it in context though. You have to put it in context, isn't it? I don't um agree with um starting William and that them things there. But um a few points I want to touch on, man. I think Ozil should definitely be in the mix. Like they lack okay, Flair, uh, someone creative. Like he, he should definitely be, if not, if anything, to come up from the bench and impact games. Because a game like that was definitely screaming out for him. But um, you said that they were the best front three, or one of the best front threes. Then you was yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah, exactly. They, they are, are one of the best front front threes in the league. But they're not. They're not. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, talking about, nothing special. I'm not talking about them as a unit. Stop judging. I'm talking about them as players. William, Pepe, and Abamyang are in the top. Abamyang is the only name that. Has yeah. any weight? Has any weight amongst the guys? But after, 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 probably Tottenham. If you want to include City, yeah, but that's how it's Chelsea. supposed to be, though. You're not going to say Brighton has a better front three than Arsenal or something like that. Yeah, but they've yeah. got a, they've got a front three that should be that should have more output. That's what I'm saying. Uh, obviously, okay, fair enough. Maybe putting the word best in relation to their front three takes it out of context. But they have a front three that should have better output. That's what I'm saying. No, for sure, for sure. I think, um, but fam, we. we it depends, isn't it? Because that's why I said I give him credit for what he's done defensively. I'm not saying that he's completely turned the tide at Arsenal. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's a process. You have to compromise, you know. I, that's what I'm saying. Arsenal have always been a good football playing team, isn't it? Um, I think they have to get back to that. But having a basis to actually go from as far as, you know, establishing a solid defence, But I think that's, that's the number one... Um, thing that you need to do that should be first on the wish list and i think he can say that he's ticked he's ticked that box i think um a few weeks ago i gave i gave arteta praise because i said that the 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 stigma that arsenal have of being a good footballing club um, has almost come to their detriment in the past few years whereby 
they will stick by playing good football, even though it costs them results. And he's gone to a, a kind of mentality now with the team where we might not be that same club we were in our pride and our glory years. You know what I mean? Things have to change. Oh, we're going to be tough to and, beat. And exactly. And and he's kind of adopted that mentality. But then with the side that he's put out um, yesterday, it kind of makes me think, why didn't you just do the same job that you done at City in FA Cup? where you sat back and you counter-attacks because that clearly works. Like, why have you now gone to this where you're playing a winger, false nine? Like, what were you trying to achieve in that sense? Do you get what I mean? It was, I don't know whether he was trying to go for a damage limitation or just, I, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that, before, that, that selection before, is baffling. It's yeah, baffling. man, because because in the FA Cup, it was like, I wouldn't say that he played a negative team. It was a, it, He put out a team where they were set out to do what they were supposed to do, which was counter-attack. But that team there... I don't know what they were supposed to do. I don't know all, who was supposed all, to give Birmingham any chances or what. All I'll say is that, fam, a lot of people and a lot of fam, Arsenal fans are always in my DMs, fam. So a lot of people were talking about how um, Arteta, we can see who was really putting up the cones and pet. And all I'll say to the Arsenal fans <laughs> is that it's, it's very easy for you lot to say Arteta is a better coach when Arteta was literally watching this man every single day in his life. And then the minute changes it up a bit the results change in it bro listen yeah, no one no, ever, no one ever talked to our better coach is like, on a job bro, bro. Yeah. saying that needs to get checked like if you're but, saying um, it say it say it like with some banter in it but yeah, exactly. if you if you genuinely yes. believe if you genuinely yes. believe they're probably that, saying it with banter there's probably say, but you know when fans yeah you say something so many times that you start to believe you start it yourself to believe it. That's what, that's what, it's a case of Man, that, man, man, man don't know niche about football, man. It's, it's these clowns that know nothing, man. It's just FIFA and, and match of the day to, to start talking up, bro. Like, to make man. my last point on um, giving Arteta credit, Pep mentioned it post-game. He said it was a chess match, that Arteta knows what they're on. He's studied yeah. up on, the, do you know what I mean? So that's why I say you give Arteta credit, fam. He's adjusting to the opponent. You know, he's, from when you can actually make it a chess match against Manchester City, that, do you know what I mean? You deserve I, some credit. For I mean, that it's indeed. easy to make it a chess match if you were learning from the guy. Literally, he knows every single move the guy made because he studied him so hard. Look, so it's barely I, a chess get, match, fam. Barely a chess fam, match. That's coming from Pep's mouth. That's coming from Pep's mouth. Yeah, but Pep's bound to say that about someone who he mentored, didn't it? My thing is, look, yeah, I, that's fair. I'm not trying to take anything away from Arteta, but I do think. There's no need to give him over, like over the top. I'm not over doing anything. I think you're giving him a tad too much credit. Defensively, they've improved, and they improved defensively under Emery too. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not, I'm not an Arsenal fan. I'm not gonna stick it on Emery and stuff like that. I'm just saying, you know, as a unit, they've definitely um, improved defensively, man. Fair enough, and we'll see how far that takes them. All in all, I mean, from from one side of Manchester to the other side of Manchester, we always do that. United second string team went down after like what 40 seconds but they still got the job done 4-1 I mean it was a late flurry of goals but mm-hmm. 4-1 is still 4-1 um, before we come to you Darren actually what would you say well, in general though like what, what do you think of this idea regardless of the game put the game to one side but what do you think Joshi of this idea of managers on, being on a game by game basis because people were saying that if he lost that game bro job done like out like and my thing is i don't get that because if you're on your See, last not match, game by game though that's not game by game because no 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 i know but three points this season and we didn't even deserve those so it's not saying that oh he get the sack based on a loss against newcastle it's based on the way we started the season and ended last season we were even lucky. You you have your say. You have your say. You have your say in it. You have your say. I know you're passionate. <laughs> you already jumped. No, I'm in. just. I just disagree with your point, in it. No, I'm saying fair enough, in it. Of course, it's not just based off the Newcastle game, but I'm just get saying. Get the gloves general. out. Get the gloves out. Um, not even that. Not even. I don't even care. But I'm just saying, in general, like if a manager is inevitably, like if he's been crucified already. What is he still doing that kind of thing? That's just the way I see it, and it obviously it's, it's easier said, or it, it seems like such a simple statement, but it it makes sense. Like why is why is he why is he just not um, given, being given a chance, enough of a chance anyway? Um, bro, one one thing I've I've learned in in playing football and being around it for many years is that there's you know what it is? I feel like even at like the top flight level, yeah, there's a lot of like I like to call it like. There's, there's a high level of shields whereby 
us as the people, there's a lot of stuff that we are not privy to in it, in the inside workings of a football team. In this situation here, I don't think it's too far-fetched to speculate that right now, United are agreeing in terms of another manager, and at the moment they just need only to keep the keep the keep the ship keep the ship afloat. I don't I, I don't think that's far fetched. I don't think that's far fetched at all, bro. It's not far fetched at all. Just just like just like with with transfers, bro. A lot of a lot of things go on behind the scenes that we're not privy to until like the later dealings, bro. Do you get what I'm saying? And you don't know what my United can be talking to um talking about with Hodge. You don't know whether okay, cool. I don't agree on this and. If I want to come into this job, then I need this to be in in, in place or whatever. Or maybe maybe even another manager. And when that's the case, and you don't have a timeline on a new manager, you need someone to keep the ship afloat for them. And I think that's what my United are doing, man. End of the day, like it is unsettling having a manager whereby him and the players even know that his time in the club is limited, is short. Um, but at the same time, it's more unsettling to then getting a, a, a caretaker manager who who unsettle the team even more when you don't have a timeline. So I think that's what Oli's job at the club is, man. Literally just to try and keep things afloat until then. I think that's why a lot of times he's, he's emotionless at games now when they go one, two, two goals down mm. because at the end of the day, like, he, he, he knows that fact, my time here is short anyway. This is like, whether I win or lose this game, it doesn't determine whether I keep this job or not. The job is done. Like, but then, as question soon as they to can that, get though, a better question manager, to no, let me give my two cents. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Because I know, I know, I'm not. No, nah, fam, because I'll forget, on, I'll forget this point. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't. Write it down, write it down. Nah, fam. Because you're, you're, what you were saying. You were saying. You want to disagree? Ladies, ladies, ladies. I'm posing it to you. You want to disagree with me, but I'm posing it to you. I'm not even going to address what you're saying, fam, because I want to address something else. Go on, go on. Yeah, because you were saying we didn't give him enough of a chance. And I completely disagree, fam. Me, as what I can confidently say, I was one person that said, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. I was trying to shift some of the owners onto the players, saying that you have to hold the players accountable as well. It's not only about the manager. But it got to a point where he's not the guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Even if we can get a couple of results here and there, you know, play well. Obviously, listen, we're, we're United fans at the end of the day. We're, we're, we're not going to stick it on him when we're winning games. And we're trying to win games. But at the end of the day, he's not the guy to, to take us forward, to lead us back to success. Uh, he ain't the guy. That's just the truth. But yeah, you can ask whatever question you want to ask. Yeah, so what I was going to ask is basically, it's, it's kind of even a question to what you just said, though. Like, two, it's a two-part thing. The first thing is that I feel like we as fans of fan bases need to understand that we actually have more power than we think in it. And... Like, being toxic actually doesn't help at all. And especially when it passes itself down. And then leading into that, how does... And specific, hold on. And specifically in the United situation, how does being the best team... So form-wise, you were top of the form table, locked down to the end of the season, yeah? So you were top of the league, basically, in the form table. Oh, we had a bad... We had a rough end. We had a rough hold end. Hold on. Hold on. You got the job done and you finished third. And you were top... If if, if the league was just locked down, you would have won the Premier League, if that's any consolation to your team, in it. But... <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, yeah. How does it like? How does it turn into the new season where five games in, he's already being said like they're already saying he deserves the sack? That's my question to you. That's fair. Uh, to address the first bit, uh, you know, the fans having more power and the toxic aspect. It's not toxic, fam. It's, it's we're Manchester United. If we're getting beat six one against Tottenham, you're gonna get some blowback. You're gonna get reaction. You're gonna get fan frustration. Uh, our fan base is probably one of the biggest, the biggest on the planet. Do you know what I'm saying? It, the fan voice, I think it's just, it's a lot bigger than other fan bases. That's why the, you know, the, the noise might be louder. But also, the expectations are still high for him. You know, we might not be the Manchester United of old, but losing 6-1 against Tottenham, struggling to beat Brighton, losing against Palace, like, these things aren't going to run. And you're always going to get a reaction um, when those are the kind of results that you're bringing in. And to address the second question... Fam, football is football. You know things change no, faster. I'll, 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 I'll give and, you the answer to the second question. No, let me finish first. Um, Go on. We, we had a rough end to last season. Mm. Like, we scraped over the line, if we're being honest, because we had to get that um, win against Leicester. And we did get the win, but let's not forget Madison was injured. They had a couple... Um, Soyonchu was injured. And even the, the games before that, we struggled um, in the Europa League. You know, we, we lost to Sevilla. Um, 
we struggled, fam, towards the end of the season. Like, it's not only the, uh, the games that we had this season that we're judging him off. It's based on last season as well. And also, expectations, fam. Like, we don't want it to be as though we're, uh, we go and run, fam. How about we just beat the teams that we're supposed to, to, to beat and just be consistent? It's not everyday volatility, like, looking like a good team, looking like a bad team. Like, let's just be consistent. And if, if Oli struggles with that, I reckon it'll be gone uh, real soon. Yeah, I think I think in answering the second question, that, that there's, there's a few things actually. I was going to make a joke out of it because when I actually like deeped it properly, there actually could be a few things which led to their run of form. One one of them is that um, it's targets. Um, in any profession, be it football, or whatever, when you have a set target in mind, it kind of makes the, the the I wouldn't say the process a bit easier, but it kind of does because. You know that I call we have this amount of games to kind of look forward to, and this is what we need to do in those, those amount of games, isn't it? Whereas when you're looking at it from the beginning of the Premier League, it's like because the end is so far in sight. Yeah, because the end is so far in sight, it's like okay, cool, we can afford a bit of blunders here and there because you don't you don't know how other teams are going to pan out in it. That's one thing. Two, confidence. Um, the, the the lockdown break gave you a lot of time for your, your, some of your key players to come back. The likes of Pogba when he came back. Um, he was playing very well alongside Bruno, and when you when you go into games and beat teams that you should beat, it gives you that confidence for for next teams as well. Like, like we said, even on, on previous um, episodes, the teams that United faced um, post lockdown were beatable teams, bar like Leicester or whatever teams there are. So when you do beat the teams that you should beat, it gives you an added level of confidence. Like really and truly, I don't really feel like Oli gave his team much. Um, tactical instructions when you're playing as well. I think you just said, you know what, you look just freestyle, just play your football. And I think that's what they've done, man. But like I said, in it, when you have a short term goal, it's easy for players to have that motivation to kind of complete that task because you can see the end in sight. But you can't start a Premier League season and then tell the team to freestyle because it's not a sprint anymore, it's a marathon. Yeah, and you need that facts, consistency. Facts, cool. Facts, then my facts, question facts. to both of you then is in approach as well, based, based off of what you guys have said, is that then how much do we factor in the intangibles because as much as, and this is not just specifically at United, I'm talking about management in general, like managers at different clubs, like, because intangibles matter because as much as you say, cool, he told them to go out and play their football, do this, this and that, bro, at the end of the day, they still had to go out and do the job and the other, t- the other team is planning for the so-called freestyle football or whatever, do you get what I'm saying? So That's the thing, can to- you plan for freestyle football? No, but it's obviously not freestyle football. You're just using that because that's what we think we're seeing, isn't it? But we don't know that. He's obviously... Uh, well, I hope so. He's not telling them to freestyle, isn't it? Like, I don't no, think I've, that's happening. Bro, I, would, I wouldn't put it past no, 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 That's the point, though. No matter what he is telling them, we're not seeing it. So it's yeah, either yeah, 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 he, can't, yeah. he can't reach the players or his message is bullshit. Either one of the two. Stay with the question, though. I'm trying to ask you, yeah, how much do intangibles matter in football, then? What do you mean by like intangibles, the, though? So the stuff like, for example, players... Uh, no. Mag- 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 Maguire going to Greece. That's out of Oli's hands. And Oli has to play his cup club captain. I don't Pogba see why... Lacking discipline. Pogba lacking discipline and then getting corona. He's ill, comes back into the side, and he's not looking the same. Um, Rashford, obviously, people are saying, ever since he became Nelson Mandela, he's not been the same player that... Like, <laughs> Like those two, like, like, no, 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 like, no, 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 he is the best one-on-one defender in the world and he's soon to be the England starting right back. I was even I will even come out and openly say, I said for the Euros, Wambasaka should be starting because of his defensive ability. But he's not obviously he did score, but I'm just saying in general, let's not look focus on the game. Like these things are all intangibles that managers obviously have to factor in, but they don't expect. So how much what I'd say is to- what I'd say is you put some of that onus on the players. Do you know what I mean? Wambasaka regressing. Um, you know, as in playing bad towards the back end of last season and playing bad towards the end of the season. It's 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 we can't measure like who um whose fault it is or who you know who's culpable. Yeah. Obviously you put some of that on one Masaka, but Oli as well, fam, you ha- it's on the manager to get the best out of his players. And also I even gave you man um I don't remember if you, you might remember me saying um last episode, Oli actually advised them to play more narrow. Do you know what I mean Luke Shaw and Wan Bissaka? 
So that's literally tangible evidence of him giving him bad advice, basically, because we've been getting done on um, the back stick ever since. Um, regarding Pogba, I think it says a lot about him that we um, we wanted to go with a more disciplined approach against Newcastle, and he had to sit on the bench in order to do that. And, you know, um, obviously it was a 1-1 game until, like, late in the game. But at the end of the day, it worked out. Do you know what I mean? We Newcastle, the goal that they scored was an own goal, and uh, they didn't have many chances. And I think it says a lot about Pogba that um, that it was that was the case when um, he was off the pitch. So um, yeah, it's not all, it's not always on Oli. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not do, always do, on Oli, but at the same time, he is. You, know, you have to hold him accountable. Do you know what it is about intangibles? Yeah, like what you have to remember is that these football players are humans, isn't it? And being humans, they have their own personal lives and stuff like that, innit? There's a lot that happens in football teams and in clubs that we don't know about, innit? Like, trust me, like, there's a lot. Like, I know, innit? Like, there's a lot. The difference is in this situation is that even if you don't have a a manager that is, let's just say, let's say for ease, respected in the locker room, whatever, normally you have a player or, or group of players or a huddle of players that kind of keep everything together. And I think in, in, in Man United's dressing room, you don't have that. Of course, you have Harry Maguire, who's, who's their captain. But like, like we always say, you know, captains come in two forms. You're, you're a leader in, in two ways. You're either a leader vocally um, and you get your respects that way or you're, you're a leader that uh, leads example. by example. Like a and he's neither. Yeah. And he's neither, exactly. So when you have it like that, like when you, when you have to look at the intangibles, who is the head of that team to kind of like get the boys together when things go south. Because let's not... this like Things going left in the Man United dressing room isn't exclusive to Man United. Bare teams go through all kinds of stuff in it. But at the end of the day, like, one, of course, because Man United... Because of Man United, things are inflated, of course, in the media, etc., etc. But at, at the same time, they don't have a a figurehead that kind of... And you, bruv, when you look at United history, they've always had that figurehead. But Neville, you've had Ferdinand, you've had... Like, you've always had someone that kind of holds the shit together even when things are going left or right but this current United squad their captain is a flipping felon bro and their, their manager and bro let's not exactly that's the main point we're speaking about a, a leadership void bro Oli ain't a leader either do you know what I'm saying mm. so the, the players are looking thinking he's not providing the kind of intangibles that 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 you're, you're demanding from us do you know what mm. I'm saying so we might we can speak about intangibles but from when the the, the the manager lacks the passion, lacks the, the tactical nous, lacks the, do you know what I mean, the leadership. Yeah, and, like, and bruv, it's just a full intangible pe- void. People, people, people question why Pogba could be the leader he was for France in the World Cup, but not the leader in the Man United dressing room. And that's so simple. The champs. And as much as Pogba was a vocal leader, the champs was the one that's keeping the whole squad together. Exactly. Bro. Do you know what I mean? It's not like Pogba is judged during execution, bro. Like he has that leeway, but you have to remember that. So guy is there, bro. And he's watching. Yeah, fam. This Trump does, is a leader, yeah, fam. I mean, so in as much as he's he's in the dressing room giving that that passionate dressing room speech about I'm not going home, brother. End of the day, like the chance is that calming voice in the corner, man. Who might not be as out there as Pogba, but no, that no, is the leader, man. That's fair enough, isn't it? That's fair enough. So just to wrap it all up, like, well, what do you think the ceiling for Man United is? Obviously, based off what's happening. Well, bro, so bro, bro, put them top Good question. Up. That's a good question. Have you addressed that yet? That bro put him top four. I'm not on Instagram right now. Though. This was before the, a, a ball I being people kicked, slated him for that nonsense. Why, are people, why would anyone slate me when it was before who had been kicked? Was it, no, because wait, when we done the list, yeah, two episodes ago, you wrote that before the episode started. So that means you had time to review that list. No, but he said he's going to stick with it, innit? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like yeah. By the way, I, I take back. I take Come back on. my sorry for the Tottenham thing. By the way, I take it back. <laughs> nah, see that one. I, see that. I take Jordan. it back. Oh, you know what? Jordan. You know what? Yeah, I Jordan. take it back. The last were unnecessary. The last were unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They weren't unnecessary for the time. No, nah, he he's saying that because of this now. No, I, I think so. He doesn't I believe so. that. No, 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 I would say what I say is they were necessary for the time. I'm not even gonna lie. Son and Harry Kane. That is might be the best one-two punch in the league right now. Yeah, so, but how many one-two punches are there in the league? What do you mean? That that's that's a bad thing then. Do you know what I mean? That 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 puts no. more pennies in their pocket. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe I'm just seeing it different. But teams, yeah, don't, exactly. teams don't play the way Kane and Son. No, but play. no, I'm not talking about um like them playing together. I'm talking about your number one and number two. Um, oh no, but it's not. It's, it's not the best. It's not the best in the league. 
Fam, in, in my opinion, yeah. Fam, they're, they're up there right now. They're up there right yeah, now. They're, 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 I'm not, I'm not moving mad. I'm not saying they're, they're probably second, but they're definitely not first. As in, it's not even. It's. I don't think it's even close. Um, I'm, I'm, no, gonna, right I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with right Tottenham. Now they smoke. They put, smoke. I'm gonna stick with Tottenham because put, re, put respect on Salah and Mane, please. I beg you. And then, like, no, listen, them men have already please. proven what they're on, and they're Salah... still doing it this year. They're still doing it this year, like, bro. Fam, Mane, has, wait, wait, no, Mane has scored in literally every other game, and then Salah scores in every other game as well. Like, fam, I wasn't even saying that like um, Son and Kane are better than uh, Salah. Mane. I'm just saying they were good enough to lead Tottenham to top four. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why I said the last were unnecessary. That was the original um, point. You know? No, I stand but, by the last man because when you look, I'm only saying that because when you look at, at the, the same reason why he's telling you to review you putting United in the top four. I understand why you put United in the top four. I had... I'd been yeah, that was prior had, to the season, though, isn't it? Prior to the season. The same reason why I laughed prior to the season of Tottenham. It was before the ball mm. had been kicked as well. For to- yeah. We didn't think Tottenham would be this good. And that was before some of their signings as well. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just a, it's a toss-up. I'm, I'm, just saying, I I'm just saying, I don't think there'll be a lot of games where Tottenham are 3 up and bottle it and 2 3 3 in it. How many games would they even be 3 up again? That's the question. I think it'll be a few still. No, I but I, be a few. Fam, they, are, they have arguably the deadliest striker in the league. They have his Robin Hood son, a boy-footed What? Like, don't mad call man. him Robin Hood as well. Don't call him Robin yeah, Hood. He's a big He's a, a Batman in himself. Oh, and then it's not what we You know about. what I mean, though. You can have a and, great... And no, attack. I know what you mean. I'm just saying that. And then, and then, and then you, you, serious, you have Bale and... and get, fam, I'm saying give Bale six bro, to eight bro, games bro. and let him acclimatise to all I'm saying the current is, squad. Then, bro, all, all, I'm saying man. Is, all I'm saying is you can have a great attack and as we will come to, but your defence is what will win you games, bro. It's true, it's true, it but I think I think their attack is good enough to get them top four. I'm not saying the challenge for oh, the league, bro, but I think their attack is good enough If we look at it, what defence in the league right now do you say, bro, I don't want to go up against those There's guys. not a lot of good defences, yeah. you know. No, bro, you no can barely name one. Yeah, yeah, you can no barely name one. right now. So, no good defence. Spurs right now, like, fam, with Harry Kane and Son firing the way they are, anything's possible. Anything's possible. So, hey, Daniel, no, I want to... Go on. No, so I was, go- I was basically going to say, so you man think, but to be fair, I put um, Tottenham top four and I think a lot of people are saying it's all about the attack. I think it's the Mourinho factor above most. Like, I just think he always shows up. Like He finds a way, come man. Good. Like, he will always come good. I he finds a way, guy. bro. Like, you don't understand how much faith I have in that brother. Like It's so sad that it's for Tottenham, but I believe in this guy. Like he's He knows what he's doing and he knows what he's talking about when he speaks to his guys. You get what I'm saying? And tactics, nah, fam. He's very sad. I just think he would even have been baffled himself by how they lost that game today. Bro, you could tell post game that he was stunned, confused. Like, like, he was just saying he needs to rewatch it and analyze it, but he like he was stunned. It's, it's so crazy how the theme of this season is game management, and that's what every team is struggling. Every front running team is just struggling to manage the game. If you go ahead, you're just vulnerable straight away for some reason. Like, hey, but speaking of it, speaking it, of what, running, what you said, man, there's no respect in this Premier League, man. At all. No, no respect for anyone. Um, but speaking 100%. of front running, you know, it was a team this weekend that were 2 0 up, 3 1 up, ended up um, drawing the game 3 3. Daniel, t- tell me your thoughts on, uh, you know, no, where you guys are at the moment and that I, game. I wanted to ask you, man, first, actually, to be honest, in terms of. Oh, the, okay, okay. We're talking about intangibles, innit? So I'm saying basically. In you guys' opinion, um, like how much, how much will you attribute like the way things are at Chelsea? It's not bad, but it's not good to intangibles. How much will you give Lampard the intangibles excuse? Um, put that? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna give Lampard a not a pass, but bruv, listen, yeah. If you look at the goals Chelsea conceded, what is Lampard supposed to do with Zuma playing a pass like 15 yards? Like, what is he supposed to do about that? And, and like, there's only so much like one can do, man. And, and of course, like you can look at team selection and stuff like that, but there's a reason why he picks his team, innit? Do you get what I mean? And I guess like as the season pans on, you can look at okay, the trend in his selections, and okay, when he plays this selection, obviously he doesn't get the results. So why is he playing that selection? You can look at for Mori and why he isn't there, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But, bro, for me, like, when you're playing a bunch of donuts at the back, there's only so much. 
there's only so much you can do, and there's only so much blame you can give to, to Lampard, man. As in, like, you have to think about it, fam. Like, but what I'd say, Josh, I, what I'd I, say, I what I'd say is, mm-hmm. you know, some it's not always about the personnel. Do you know what I'm saying? Because going back to Arteta, Arteta had like David Weese and Socrates looking decent, but their man are dead. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to put the onus on the managers. Can you drill them? Can you? It's not about the personnel. It's not what. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I do. I do hear that, but then at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. You look at you look at City, for example, and Pep's had an incompetent defense, well, largely incompetent defense for what going on to two seasons now as well. So then, would you say that then is is, is bad coaching on Pep's side, or is that again like yes, is it just yes. the players not being good enough? I believe you do. You do say it's bad coaching. I, I swear, there's even a quote of him saying, "I don't, I don't coach defense." No, he didn't like say that. that. I don't say that. Tackles. <laughs> tackles. Wow, man said. You didn't say that. I said no. Listen, I miss, I misquoted. But um, yeah, I think you do hold him accountable, bro. Like if you spent over the, the amount of money that he spent on defenders, like when does it? Be, when do you become the problem? Do you know what I'm saying? You can, we can always push the onus to other people, but. And at the end of the day, the managers have to do a better job getting the best out of the guys they have. So would you say that, for both of you anyway, would you say that, obviously, Josh, you said that it's more intangibles than as opposed to Lampard. What would you say, Darren? Like, what do you think? For now, anyway, for now. Yeah, for now, of course, of course. What do you think? Um, to be honest, even though I did, you know, play contrary, and I do think... You guys have just got a bunch of clowns. This guy, this guy can't wait. I'm he sorry. doesn't even know he what you're talking about. What are you talking about? What, what do you mean? Can't help what it. You mean? Can't like, what are you talking about? No, but about? you said, what is it more of? You said, what is it more of? Contraries. It's not about the question. It's not about the question. Daniel, what did I say? He picks one word every week, fam. He just oh, so he looks at one word every week, fam. So which one was it this time? You don't use it because we're the first five, ten minutes. notes. He looks at his nose and said, oh, yeah, I missed it. Hey, let me the funny thing is, yeah, it comes in. natural. It comes natural. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, mind to make a segment, you know, because the way it's coming so naturally. Word of the day. Yeah. Word of the nah, day. What? No, nah, no. I, I don't even know the name, but I'll work on it still. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a liquid thing but for yeah, me, go man. On, so write go. that down in the book. <laughs> but, um... Oh my gosh. To, to address the question, and I do think, I think that's what I say, it's always a bit of both. Mm. Lampard has to do a better job getting the uh, best out of the players that he has. Obviously, we know Kepa is an absolute liability. Mm. Like, he is, wow. Liability is not even the word. It's, not, it's an understatement. Yeah, it's Bro, an understatement. It's not even the word. It's an understatement. But um, yeah, man, I think it's a bit of both. You've got to um, ask Lampard to get better. Because listen, you're 2 0 up, you're 3 1 up. Oh, can you close out a game? Like, can you close out a game? And then um, we know that the players are, are, are jokers. So, obviously, you can only, you know, get a certain amount out of them. But I think you can still get more. I think, yeah. I don't know. What is from... Obviously, we've, there's been so much spoken on it. And, you know, when, when Chelsea draw and don't get the, full, uh, the three points, like, I'm getting... So many people are asking me what happened, this, this, and that. They like they genuinely want to know what happened. What, what are you the voice of the streets? Fam, I'm I lie. The, vo- the, vo- the voice for the people. The voice of the voiceless. <laughs> the, vo- the voice of the bridge. Trust me. <laughs> the voice Love. of the bridge. Well, I said voice for the voiceless. Fam, but um, like, my thing is, is that Chelsea right now are, and I said it before, they're consistently inconsistent, innit? That's our problem right now, and we can be so good. Like, attacking, yeah, that first half almost brought a tear to my eye. Like, how good we were <laughs> popping the ball. Like, it was fluid. It was one, two, here we go, this, this, and that. That Werner goal, that first Werner goal, and the second one? No. No. Bro, bro, it's goals, like naughty goals, man. Naughty goals. So it just makes you wonder, like, what was then the problem then? And the problem was, yeah, in my opinion, that. For me, what Lampard needs to work on in terms of his management style and just to help him for his sake, fam, he needs to learn how to simplify things. Stop complicating lineups. Stop complicating certain decisions. Play the best team. And then when you play the best team and there are problems within the best team, then then we can start having a discussion. The problem already starts from minute one when you name a lineup where where we're bemused. When there's multiple bemusing lineup um, 
um, choices of players. Do you want to get into that, Daniel? What, what was the reason not, about it's the not even, It's not even like... It's not even like... No, in fact, let's go straight into it. In my opinion, you don't start Kepa. Especially when last season you used Caballero to get you top four. You lost faith in Kepa. So you used Caballero in the last game of the season, a pivotal game, a big game. Use Caballero. You say you trust Caballero. So in my opinion, he's the second choice. I don't care how much he costs. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So Kepa's first choice. No, he is. He is. Like, come on. It's it's beyond a savable situation, in my opinion. Like, I think no. he's gone. Like, Mandem are saying his confidence is. Fam, I don't even think he's confident. I just think he's not great. He's not good. Like, he's basically the the Spanish version of Pickford, fam. Pickford is even lucky he's still got a job, fam, because he, he he's another. <laughs> yeah, Matt Mas- should have went for GBH, fam. Rightly so. Rightly so. No, deep it. Let's just break down. That's the only goal I want to break down. As much as Zuma is to blame for that, making a simple pass look like a car crash, bro. Kepa had not Kepa. one, not two. Not three, not four, but thousand chances, <laughs> thousand chances to clear that ball, bro. The ball came to him. All he has to do is kick that, kick that out. Let it even go behind him, go for a corner. God knows why it was sliding on the floor. <laughs> and then even after that, the ball travels, and he, he runs back again. <laughs> Tell me, as a keeper, yeah, you can use your hands. Why doesn't he jump on the ball? He slides in and he slides in and hits Bro. the post. <laughs> like now it's it's that like, it's, it's actually like like what can you even do? Like you know my mouth here yeah, when when I saw that my mouth was open. Fam. Like how can you like are you sabotaging us? Like what are you doing? What are you Bro. trying to do? Like this, this is this is this is espionage fam. <laughs> of the highest <laughs> of the highest degree. Like of the highest you know, degree, fam. Man. It's, it's like, it's, I just can't believe it, man. That I can't believe it. You have Tomori, who this season has played. You see him play in the Tottenham game where he played well. Obviously, we did lose that game of penalties, but he played well. Played in the Barnsley game. And we saw that he was confident he could play, could pass the ball. Tomori and Zuma were the best partnership last year. So I don't see how you don't play that again. The last time we played Christensen and Zuma, no coincidence, we got it a red, Christensen got a red card. It didn't work. Fam. When Christensen plays, I just there's no confidence there. Look at the examples. Christensen plays against um, obviously he played against Brighton. He has a good game there, but then he plays against West Brom. We concede three. We concede. We conceded to Brighton, isn't it? Yeah, conceded to Brighton. Plays against Liverpool, gets a red card. Plays today. I mean, or yesterday, or two days ago, whenever it was, and he concede three again. AC over Tomori doesn't really make sense. Then you've got Mount. Obviously, this is what I want people to understand. We're not saying. As Chelsea fans, we don't want Mount playing, but play Mount in the right position. To sacrifice your best player of last season, Pulisic's best position to accommodate Mount is is almost un- unforgivable. Like it doesn't make sense. I need a paternity test for Mount and Lampard. Uh, no, Mum's fam. Bro. No, and hey, Southgate as well, fam. Southgate I need a paternity test, test or something. Even forget Southgate. Southgate is lost anyway. Like he's he's done. No, but he loves Mount as well. These man move like Mount is some. Mbappe or something like that. I don't get it. This is my thing though. Mount, the thing is, Mount is now the subject or the subject basically of the managers overusing him. Like, fam, he can be a very, very good, effective player. He's a good player, fam, yeah. To come in and out of the team, someone who won't complain. Bro, and he can play multiple positions as well. Exactly. Like, if you want to bring on Mount, like, bring Mount on the wing to add a different dimension because the wingers haven't worked. By all means, do it. But to start a game, especially when Hudson Odoi, the last Premier League game, played so well, you have a. I just don't get how you have a winger on the bench who Bayern Munich wanted for seven. Like, bro, I'm gonna put a, a put up a graphic. Free Tomori and free Hudson Odoi, man. It's got him to that stage because the man them the man them aren't prospering. Like deeper, the man them aren't. Prospering. Especially Hudson Odoi. Especially bro, Hudson. Bayern Odoi, wanted man. this youth, fam, and I bro. even feel sorry for him because. I would have slightly forced my way out if I... Mandem were even saying that he only played them against Palace so that he would have an excuse to say, yeah, he's still part of my plans. I still want to play him. And then when the when transfer window is shut, he's going to be out of the team again. And I didn't want to believe it, but fam, he's he's making me believe it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want people to get it twisted, though. I'm not, I'm not Lampard out or anything like that. I still think he has till about December to, mm. like, get everything sorted, but... That game against Man United now next week becomes like the showdown of all showdowns for Oli and Lampard because whoever whoever loses that game, bro, question marks. It's looking peak. It's looking mad. No, it's already, it's already peak for Oli anyway, man. 
and listen, Oli can go on a streak of 10 games on the spin and it will still be peak. Wallahi. Because he's not a guy. But um, I, the question I wanted to ask, Daniel, yeah. the Kante the Kante situation, man. Um, What's for me... Situation? No, I, I just don't like him playing alongside Jorginho, because you know Jorginho likes to sit deep and, and dictate um, play. Nah. But for me, it, it, it removes Kante from his best position. Kante is a cleaner. Yeah, when you play Jorginho, Kante has he basically has to play further up the pitch. Do you get what I'm no, saying? No, he doesn't. Because if you watch, this is what I'm saying. You didn't you didn't watch the game, so it's kind of hard. But let me explain it to you, fam. Kante plays in the double pivot for France. Yeah, yeah, enough. For France recently, yeah, he's been playing the DM role. But even then, for France, it's still a double pivot. Because if you watch the France game, it was him and Kamavinga playing kind of that double double pivot role, fam. Lampard has already said, and I agree with this, he doesn't want a situation to, he doesn't want a 4 3 3 for two reasons. Um, to play Havertz as a centre mid, as one of the two eights, doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really work like that because you take away his ability to play in the 10 and you have to then play Kante by himself in a six position, innit? If, you ha- if, you, if you're going with two eights. Kante's but that's, not. But that's, I, I think that's your best. Like, no, nah, it's not. Definitely scenario. not. It's not because you have to think about it like this. Kante is not a sitter. Kante wants to roam free. If you look at his Leicester days, Drinkwater was the sitter. He was the one deep lying playmaker. Kante could roam around and sweep up clean, like you said. I agree with wholeheartedly. He's a cleaner, but he does the cleaning job better when there's someone else anchoring with him. And the reason why Kante and Kante and Jorginho works more than um, Kovacic. And, Kovacic or Kovacic and Kante is because Kovacic like goes far out like he travels with the ball then Kante mm-hmm. is also split from his position then you literally have no one protecting the defence do you get what I'm saying so I, obviously I hear what you're saying and you, it might not be your preference like, and I get that however I'm telling you tactically Kante and Jorginho and right now Kante and Jorginho work as the best like double pivot especially because even though Kovacic is probably Ability-wise, in terms of the deep-lying midfielders, he's probably the best one. Just right now, especially with the way he started the season, Jorginho has been the most consistent midfielder in my in my deep-lying ones. So he just has to start right now in it. I think that there is a situation where Kova could come back in, but right now in it, I just think what Kante's job is is it's right. It's just. It's just it's basically what someone analyzed in it and i don't want to go into too much detail and waffle on about it but it's just the problem is our transitions when we lose the ball there's no one there in it and, the, and that's what i'm saying that's literally but, what i'm saying but it's because of where we're losing the ball that's not kante's fault in it with the way we're no playing. i'm not saying it's kante's fault i'm saying you should you should have contingencies to where when you do lose the ball kante's in a position where he can clean up do you know what i'm saying and i yeah. think he has a better chance of doing that with Jorginho off the pitch that's my point I disagree with that because if you think about it like this, yeah, if we play, when we played, perfect example, when we played Crystal Palace with their front four, they played IU, Eze, Zaha and Andros Townsend. That is the biggest test you could possibly face in terms of a mid-table side with very, very good nimble players that can cause an upset on any given day. I was about to say, you said biggest test, I was about to be like, oh, biggest test? But carry on. I I just, I remember them smacking you at OT if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) like, I'm just saying, they're, they're definitely a test because the fam, the Premier League's no, 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 you know, uh, they're definitely a test. And what, what, what pivot did we play that day? Kante and Jorginho, and that worked perfectly well. And that's because of the way we were moving the ball. We, we, we could get out of the press easier. Kante needs someone a lot. I'm not necessarily saying Jorginho, but he needs someone alongside of him that can help him beat the press because what teams are doing is they're pushing us higher. And yeah, that's fair to say. And that's what I think Jorginho is you know, doing that. You know, I'd say I'd say it's it's a game by game thing, man. Because I think there's certain games where you you're gonna need Kante to be Kante, like cleaning up everything. And um, I think Lampard's got to do a better job of getting um, the best out of him. I don't think and obviously you've got you've got to play better as well. He's got to play better. Yeah, I don't think we're taking the Kante's because fam. People were saying where Sari was playing him was wrong, and everyone agreed. Yeah, where Sari was playing him was wrong, but Can- Lampard's playing Kante where Kante has been playing. So it's not like Kante has never been a six in his life. He's never been the lone DM of any team. Like even the France team that won the World Cup, Pogba played a bit more deep than 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 he did. No, no, no. But Pogba's not a deep. Sorry, not, not, not Pogba. Sorry, not Pogba. Matuidi was there as well. No, Matuidi played on the left. 
but yeah, it was like a, it was like an inverted thing where he was helping cover the center and also providing the width because of his energy. But that's what I said. It was basically like a four-three-three type thing where Pogba and Matuidi have three. I, I wanted and to Kante stay. Is the sitter. Do you know what? I wanted to stay away from the France example because France are just a different breed in terms of yeah, their team yeah, structure yeah. as a whole, in it. But when you look at Chelsea and even past Chelsea teams, bro, Kante was playing with Matic. Matic is a DM. He was the deep yeah. line player when yeah, under Conte exactly. when we won the league. So, mm-hmm. like, you, you can't then come and say Kante's best position is the six when he's won the league twice playing with another centre mid beside him, innit? I hear what you're mm-hmm. saying. I just don't agree, innit? And that's me. No, know. that's fair to say. That's fair to say. But I think you just got to get you got to get more from Kante, man. He's a, that's that's fair enough, innit? I'll throw it to I'll throw it I'll throw this to Josh though. Like obviously, this all intertwines all together. Yeah, like it's an all-in-one, all-encompassing question. So obviously now Chelsea, everyone said they should be competing. Man City, of course, we expected them to compete. United, there and thereabouts. Tottenham, of course, they've had their wins. Arsenal, even are in the mix. Um, Everton showing themselves to be competing. Serious, serious. Um, and then obviously Liverpool now will obviously complete, but compete. But now that we know that they've They've probably lost Van Dijk for the season. A hey, question, just before we get into your question. You, would you say Van Dijk's the most irreplaceable player in the league? We'll see. Yeah. Yes. We'll see, in it. That's me as well. But on face value of it, I think, yeah. Cause of, just because of the impact that he had on that team, in it. In terms of how yeah, he's... I, yeah, nah, I can't lie. I think so too, man. Because I don't see Matip and Gomez looking the same about him. I just don't think I don't even think necessarily it's down to their ability. I just think it's down to their their injury records as well. They can't stay fit for ten games. And no the way. thing is, um, they got rid of Lovren as well. So who, yeah. apparently, it's just it's just a young G that um, is the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some Williams guy. I think his name is. He's got like Nico. A, is it? I don't know. One of them. They've got like two Williamses, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, my question is basically like. I don't know any better way to phrase it, but like, who's going to win the Premier League? Because every time we think there could, there's someone with an opportunity, they mm. bottle it. Like, even Tottenham today, Tottenham could have put out a real statement today. 3-0 win against West Ham, who have been playing well. They just beat Wolves, just beat Leicester, I believe it was. So this yeah. would have been a great win for Mourinho and Tottenham, but then they, they lose. <laughs> Chelsea could have beaten Southampton, they lose. United win against Newcastle, but the next week, we don't know what could happen with United. Like, they could then go and lose. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. So, in terms of the league and how it is now, I think it's a two-part question. Is this free-flowing, no clear, outstanding team, good for the league or bad for the league, and who's going to win the league? Like, who can you say has legitimate... Um, my, my, answer, my answer kind of ties into both questions. Um, is it good for the league? Yeah, of course it's good for the league, man, because it's end of the day, it's entertainment. Um, it's a challenge. It's different from what we've seen in the, in the past few years where it's literally a two-horse race um, up till like the, the, the last few games of the season. Um, and I believe that adversity only sharpens our skill set um, mm. as a league, man. Do you know what I'm saying? That the more we kind of like teams have, have challenges within each other, um, the better the players become. Mm. Um, in the same light, though, I'm very like, kind of like chilled and just like speculative of, of this kind of Premier League because I feel like it's very, very early. Even if you look at the team's positions in the league, you have City, I think, at, at like 10th. You have Villa yeah, in the yeah. top three. You have Everton first. Villa um, undefeated, fam. Do you get what I'm saying? And, Forget and undefeated. Fam, they've won all their games. Every game, yeah. Literally. And um, so, so for me, in as much as I do think that the competition is higher than it has been in previous years, I think as... As, as games goes on and the season goes on teams will kind of um, regress from to the their natural position yeah man 100% yeah. man um, and that's, that's not to say that we might not see any surprises we might see Everton in the top four I, I haven't picked them in our top four personally but I think I have to change them with Arsenal maybe I think I need to check but um, I think just as the, as the league kind of progresses teams will kind of regress to their natural um, positions but it will be different to the seasons that have just passed the past two or three seasons whereby literally it's been a two horse race man in terms of who will actually win the league I think it's still going to be either City or Liverpool man um, I think that a, a new team coming in to kind of like take that mantle there's a lot that comes with it um, 
there is a lot that comes with it in terms of uh, sustainability, consistency, um, having reliable players across the field um, from your, your your striker to your to your centre mid to your goalkeeper. Um, there has to be a, a, a consistent stem throughout that team, and I think um, some teams who are who have recently rebuilt and are coming in now, it may take them more than a season to kind of find that stem and find that consistency. Whereas the teams such as Liverpool and 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 um, City, they've kind of had that experience already. So I do think is it will be that will be for for one of those to win, but it will be tighter than previous um, seasons. Oh. What do you think, Darren? Yeah, I'd say it's it's early in as far as um you know the parity that we're seeing at the moment. Um, oh I think God. that will things will change. <laughs> I was gonna things let that change. one go still. I was gonna let it go. Just, just back getting deep like that, but things will change. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be, you'll be shocked. You'll be surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see it lasting as far as you know, um, like the the parity. But um, as far as who's gonna win the league, for me, all the pressure's on City, man. Like genuinely, like why there's no more excuses. Why, why is all the pressure? Bro, on City? bro, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Yeah, let me make my point. Your biggest, no, not even your biggest threat. Arguably your only threat. Because you might say um, Chelsea, you know, c- can compete for the league, but it's still it's still a two-horse race. And they just lost their, their leading man. Virgil van Dijk, the best centre-back in Let's the world. Let's not forget Alisson One of the best for like leaders in the world. So, so quick question here, quick question here. Last, Let's not forget Alisson is for like four weeks Exactly, well. exactly. So was, 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 last season, did Liverpool have all the pressure on them? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, facts, facts. So yeah, that's even unfair to say because Liverpool kind of separate themselves from the pack quite early yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there was pressure on them to get the job done because remember, mm-hmm. they got, what, 97 points, they finished one point behind you. So yeah. the pressure was on them to maintain that standard and then and get win the league. Done. Fact, exactly. They had all their first title in 30 years. Come on. They had all the pressure, bro. Facts. I Facts. think I've, the thing is, when he first said it, I didn't agree, but then now I'm deep in it. I wouldn't say all the pressure. Doesn't Klopp have more pressure on him, bro? Because he has to deliver in the same circumstances that, that Pep was forced to deliver in. You have to now somehow compete with your main man, no, not starting lineup. Anymore. It's, it's how football works. If Klopp, if Klopp doesn't win the league, he will get criticised, and rightly so. Like That's exactly. just how football is. Like It's life, isn't it? We can't be making excuses all the time. Because like, just how you man said that Pep didn't have a backup for company, right? To, to the same fam, Pep hasn't posted his... De- I mean, Klopp hasn't posted his defence since last year. So now that he's lost Van Dijk, and these things, football, injuries are, as they say, an occupational hazard. And he hasn't got a backup plan for when or if Van Dijk or Alisson are going thing, to go down. But they got, quality, they got quality centre-backs, though, and you can't find a replacement for Virgil van Dijk, fam. Like, you don't find replacement for guys like that. Of course you I can't. Think, Just like I was saying, you, you can't find a leader in company in a season or in, however, in, you, a, in you, a transfer market. You didn't have good centre-backs to rely on, though. You had Otamendi, John Stones and um, Laporte. Laporte got injured. You had John Stones, Otamendi and there was one more. Fernandinho. Fernandinho. Mm. Whilst they have Joe Gomez and Joe Matip. And as well as we may think, yeah, they're not the greatest, bro. They're good enough backups to come in and try and steady the ship of some sorts. But they're not. Mm. They're no Virgil. They're no Virgil van Dijk, basically. Exactly. And I don't even think they're going to be like the same version of themselves as they are when they play alongside Van Dijk. So um, there there is pressure on Klopp, you know, to to maintain what they've done. But at the same time, bro, you've lost arguably your best player. Do you get what I'm saying? And and they're going to have to go through some adversity to get through that. As far as City, bro, the the path just got easier to the title. Um, You've got Aguero back now fit. Obviously, he's not, um, he's got to establish himself once again. But listen, Sergio Aguero is still Sergio Aguero. And I reckon he's motivated. Um, didn't win the league last season. Uh, obviously, was injured. He, he, he's going to come back with uh, with a vengeance. So, um, you've got Ruben Diaz now. Laporte is fit. Um, back, yeah. yeah like, Bruyne is fit now as well. Do you know what I'm Bruyne, saying? You've got your yeah, horses. You've got your horses. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on Pep to come through and just surely by the amount of talent that they really have on their team, I'm going to go, I have to go with Man City, fam, because they're still arguably, probably by and by, like the most talented team in the world, fam. Yeah, but I mean, then when it when it comes to someone like Pep though, just like this be my last one. When it comes to someone like Pep though, yeah, in as much as I do hear what you might mean by pressure, because now you have the, the pieces for you to compete. When it comes to Pep and a team like City, I don't think the pressure comes when you're when you're up and everyone else is down. The pressure comes when 
adversity comes, if that makes sense. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so like, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah it's I a reverse notion of pressure that I don't think applies to Pep. I get what oh, finish, you say your last point, Darren, and then I'll finish it up. No, I'm just going to say it's, 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 you can get it from both ends of the spectrum. Do you know what I'm saying? There yeah. can be pressure because of what you're saying, but I feel like uh, the, by the path getting easier, that, that, Leads to pressure being on Pep as well. Do you know what I mean? So do you think, do you think, now. Do you think Pep has more pressure? Do you think Pep has more pressure now than he did before Van Dijk got injured? Yes. See, that's why yes. I disagree. Because because the ex, the the expectations have stayed the same, but the difficulty now has decreased. Yeah. And I think where 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 I'll probably wrap it up because obviously we want to keep it concise and that, mm. fam. Just look at it like this. Sometimes when we say the word pressure, we think it's always a negative thing. It's not. It just means that, fam, the expectations have now intensified because oh, of... Bro said the, the, the expectations the have stayed the same. No, they have intensified. I'm saying intensified. intensified. They haven't changed. They've just intensified because of the misfortunes of the other team. And the perfect example for me is just if you look at LeBron and how the Clippers went out, the expectations oh. remain the same of winning. No, no, no. It's a good enough example. It's true. It's a good analogy as well. The, the expectations stayed the same, but the Clippers mm. going out made him have to face the Nuggets and the Heat. More pressure. I dare, I dare him. I dare LeBron, or I dared. Obviously, he couldn't. He can't do that anymore because he got the job done. To but I dare LeBron to have lost to either of those teams. What? Mm. Do you know what? Would've, it would have been worse than what the Clippers got. It would have been worse. Mm. 10 times, 100 mm. times worse than what the Clippers got. Man. But yeah, I think that's where we will wrap it up today. Obviously, it's a great yeah. Definitely going to talk for about sure. it more. Um, we're going to be having previews this week. Definitely Chelsea United. So none other than me and Darren will be going head to head dissecting where we think the game. Gonna will love be. that. Yeah, you're gonna love that. You're gonna. Hey, love Daz, that. Daz, what's what's the word for next episode, man? <laughs> you got, you man, can't, man can't man can't give that too soon. <laughs> if you want, we want us to hold them things there. Nah, I hear, I hear you, bro. Hear that, you, bro. Just tune um, into the next episode for Darren's library once again. <laughs> no more, bro. Obviously, we've got the NFL episodes that are coming thick and fast. NFL is in its, Come on. In its prime right now. So, obviously, Darren's going to be providing that with the gang that, um, that do the NFL stuff. Um, obviously, NBA, even though the NBA is probably, we don't know when that's going to come back. We will definitely still be having some NBA episodes. Still rumours, things of that nature. Yeah, 100%. Even if it is little... Middleton stuff. and them boys there. Fam. <laughs> Chris Paul, Chris <laughs> nah, Paul he's, 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 jab, he's throwing a jab. He's throwing a jab. He's throwing a jab. It's a private joke. Oh, private. Jab. But um, make sure you're following us at Eyes on the Ball TV um, underscore on Instagram without the un- underscore on um, Twitter. Um, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like, comment, and Come like, on. comment, and subscribe. Uh, uh. I can't. I found I'm trying to say it all quick, fam. You get me? I'm not- <laughs> Next episode, you do the the the, the uh, outro. Right, Let me see you do it. Say say Let that. Let me see bro. you do it, fam. I'm so, yeah. sure what pressure is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, make sure you do all of that good stuff, and it helps us out, man. But besides that, it's been a great episode. Peace out. Peace. Deuces.